to another episode of The Gentle Perspective. I'm your host, Renisha Gentle. Please click the subscribe button below, leave a like, and of course, feel free to comment. We are actually in part two of Indefinite Recess. Previously, we talked to Jabari Wellington, a chemistry teacher of Wilmer's Boys School in Jamaica. In this episode, we have a very special guest who will be telling you a bit about the structures that Belize has in place and possible implementations and also certain strategies that can be taken in order to proceed with face-to-face -face learning whenever that time comes. So in order for me to be fully comprehensive on this matter, I actually decided to gain some insight from Senator Elena Smith who is also the president of the Belize National Teachers Union. She spoke about the challenges that teachers are facing, the newly formed task force, and possible ways forward and even some challenges that are involved with remote learning and how best we as a country can move forward with face-to-face -face learning whenever that actually comes to fruition. Additionally, once I heard the news that a task force had been implemented here in Belize, my first thought was how was it going to be fully comprehensive to ensure that all stakeholders were accounted for and each niche within our society was taken into consideration? Well, here's what Senator Smith had to say on that issue. Our role as BNTU is to work along with these other stakeholders to ensure that when a date is determined for reopening of classes for face-to-face -face sessions, mm -hmm. that all of the aspects that we should be looking at in terms of keeping our students safe, our teachers, our parents, in terms of the schools having the necessary materials that they would need to, mm -hmm. uh, to continue keeping the schools and the, the students safe, I should say, and mm -hmm. um, you know, sanitizing and that sort of thing, that all of those things are in place that our teachers, our students, and our parents would be comfortable and would feel secure in knowing that when their children return to the classroom and when our teachers go back to the classroom, mm -hmm. that we all would be safe mm -hmm. so that we don't get to a point where we reopen and then a week or a month later, we have to close them again. Has the task force had its first meeting as yet? Yes, we've met twice already. Okay. And um, what we did at the last meeting, we put ourselves into groups, you know, because we have to be looking at, at, at different areas, you know, um, in terms of the safety and what are the things that we need to do in terms of, of surveying our parents, our teachers, our students, um, you know, and then looking at all of the other aspects on the ground, you know, whether the schools are ready. Following suit with every other aspect of our governance and policy here in the Caribbean and elsewhere, COVID is no different. Yes, people will politicize it. Senator Elena Smith gave her sentiments on that. Now, Senator, I know the, the BNTU and the ministry has bucked heads sometimes in the past, but this situation definitely requires a hands-on approach by everyone. What are your sentiments and concerns in moving forward to ensure that you work together, you communicate effectively, and you ensure that the best interests of our students are taken into consideration? Um, very good question. And you may have seen a lot of comments out there on Facebook and everywhere. You know, everybody knows about BNTU's business. And I think what people are, are failing to, to remember or to understand 
that the previous government has had been in, in, in place for 13 consecutive years. And so it wasn't that you had an election and then a new government came in. And so, you know, you, you had to give them a chance to, to, you know, a few months for them to settle in and then, you know, you deal with your matters. This was the same group of people, um, you know, moving from one election to the next. And so there was stability there. And so these persons knew what, what was happening from one election cycle to the next. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you were not dealing with or meeting with new people. It was the same people you were meeting with. So, so that should have made it easier because you would have just continued the work. Mm -hmm. um, for, for some reason, there were points along the way where, where things got very difficult and we were unable to see eye to eye mm -hmm. and we were unable to reach agreements. But as a union, we do understand that governments change and we can have a new government every four or five years. And so we have to work with any government who comes in, into power. Mm -hmm. The difference with the past 13 years and now is as I said, it has been the same government. And so we have been working with them. So we knew you know, what was going on. This government now just got in a few months ago and we are meeting with them already. We've had a few meetings with them already and we have made it very clear to them we are telling you what we told the previous government. So when they first came into office, the first term when they came in, they knew that BNTU was willing to work with them and we were willing to collaborate. As long as we are able to get that respect from them and they are able to listen to us, we are willing to work with them to resolve matters. And we've told this government, this new one, know the same thing. Not because you are new and you're just coming in that we will give you any slack. What we will do is to is to be fair to you and give you a few months to settle in, you know, and get a handle of, of what has been happening, what is going on, you know, um, 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 you know, meet with us and hear from us what our concerns, and then we'll give you some time to address those. When that time comes and we feel like we have given you enough time and you have not addressed it, then we will do what we have to do. To that end, where do we go from here? And I'm not talking only locally within our respective Caribbean countries, but regionally for matters such as CXC and CSEC that involves a regional aspect and outlook. Right now, our students are still not able to go to the classroom to do certain work that they need to do at the school. So for example, you know that we have certain, um, these SBA components. Mm -hmm. Some of these, these, these SBAs require that you are in a lab. Um, you may be doing, for example, technical drawing or, or those types of subjects that you have to be at school to do that, you know, mm -hmm. agriculture. But, and it's a bit unfair to our students to expect that they would be able to sit this exam as if it's normal time. And it seems as if those CXC, or, you know, the council is adamant, is hell-bent on doing the exams this year. And while the countries across the Caribbean have been saying to them that, listen, you can't continue this way because we already had a lot of issues with CXC last year. Mm -hmm. We have not gotten um, proper responses to address the concerns that were shared last year. Mm -hmm. And now you want to continue again this year as if, you know, as if everything is, is okay. Right. So, so the concern is the fairness to the students and noting what they have been going through and how these students who are now in fourth form would have been the ones who would have missed out a portion of their third year and now their fourth year. 
And as a teaching professional herself for over three decades, Senator Smith also gave her perspective on, yes, COVID and education. Here's how that went. That's the difficult part. Because when we got our training, we didn't get training in using technology to this extent. And so some of us may have learned, you know, on our own, you know, as, as your time go by and you get involved and you might learn to use a computer, you would not have learned how to use Google Classroom, for example, you know, how to be able to, to check a work on a WhatsApp you know, circle something and say, oh, fix this correction, that kind of thing. We didn't learn those things. And so even some of our younger teachers um, didn't learn that, mm -hmm. but they are more into technology. So the younger teachers are not afraid to try new things mm -hmm. and are not afraid to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Us older folks, on the other hand, you know, mm -hmm. we are afraid that if we touch the wrong thing, we're going to lose everything and we can't find back the work again and we lost the, the worksheet. So it's a little bit more difficult for us who, who, who are older teachers who have not been accustomed to using technology at this level. Now, do you think the physical time away for so long from the classroom will lend way to possible long-term consequences for the learning and the development of our students? Most certainly. I mean, we know that, that our young people are learning wherever they are. But we are also aware that we have some students who really and truly, um, due to no fault of theirs, don't have the necessary support at home. And so they are not engaged in any, any kind of learning. You know, they might be out playing, you know, doing other things except reading a book or, or doing some work. So, so those, those students would be um, the worst affected. Okay. But it doesn't mean that all will be lost because as I said, you know, they would be learning other things um, outside from school, which would be helpful to them, you know, as they, as they go about in society. Mm -hmm. We don't want that they are learning the wrong things. You know, mm -hmm. we, we hope that this time is not, you know, being used for that. But again, there are certain things that are beyond our control that, that we can't, um, you know, determine how these children would be engaged. Mm -hmm. And that's a sad part. And then you, you mentioned something very interesting that even though they may not be learning the scholarly aspect of education, they may still be picking up on maybe other um, skills, etc. Now, do you think that the TVET industry should have been included in the task force? Well, that's a good question because that institution plays a key role, a critical role in the education system. But note as well that we do have um, ministry personnel who at any time could bring those persons in, you know, if, if there's a need to get expertise from them. Now, this two-part episode was extremely important to me because I wanted to ensure I was including both aspects, not only in Jamaica where they have already implemented face-to-face -face learning once more, but here in Belize where we are currently at the drawing board and we're trying to find new solutions and practical ones at that in moving forward to ensure that our children are not left behind. It's going to be a long road and a very tedious process, but I do believe with great diligence and key measures taken into consideration will be just fine. But 
that's just the gentle perspective remember to click the subscribe button below leave a like and of course comment so we can keep the conversation going until next time and until episode six stay safe